No bells are ringing for Clara. A review of Clara and the Sun by Kazuo Ishiguro. Published by Faber and Faber. By Faber and Faber. I confess there is dishonesty at play in my assessment of Ishiguro's middling Clara and the Sun. I enjoyed the book. It tickled some parts of me on a rudimentary level. But his Nobel victory lap falls short of the standard of a laureate. Therefore, I'm going to be far more critical than I probably should be. Perhaps it would be a greater dishonesty not to elucidate these flaws. And it does beg another question. Should acclaimed and established authors be given a free pass off the back of their past achievements? Surely not. Acclaim should be earned, not given away like a Julian Barnes novel to a charity shop. But the literary establishment is often guilty of letting certain missteps drift by unpunished. Personally, I'm also the forgiving sort, and conceptually, Clara sets us salivating. The novel has a science fiction window dressing, and Ishiguro goes for an AI narrator, Clara. Clara is an artificial friend, or AF, with an, quote, appetite for learning and observing. She's bought by Josie, a child who suffers from bouts of an unnamed sickness. Ishiguro slips into his narrator like a second skin. Only Clara is no multifaceted Nexus 6. She's not even a chirpy Wally. She is, whisper it, a pretty boring robot. But plot can make up for shortcomings of character and voice, and the circumstance of Josie's deteriorating health lights a fuse. And in that, coupled with Clara's misunderstanding of rather rudimentary astrophysics, we have the makings of a story. This misunderstanding stems from the AF's solar-powered design. By Ishiguro's reckoning, this would instigate the deification of the sun by AF's, quote, the big thing silently understood by us all was the sun and his nourishment, end quote. Clara seeks this nourishment for Josie, and hence where the sun disappears on the horizon, believing that is his, quote, resting place. And there she makes a pact with the sun to destroy what is known as the Kutings machine, a tool used by road workers she believes is causing unchecked pollution. In exchange for the destruction of this machine, Clara maintains that the sun will heal Josie. Ishiguro has a wider point here about the importance of natural systems and the need to protect them from the impact of humankind. But that is the extent of the ecological thrust. Sun is good, pollution is bad. Ishiguro is not wrong, but he's also a Nobel Prize winner. There should surely be more depth, and this lack of nuance is no anomaly. Ishiguro opts for simplicity of narration and story, forgoing thematic complexity. 
Plenty of threads are dangled, ecological, sociological, economic, all teasing, waiting to be pulled. But many of these threads stay frustratingly spooled. Of course, you might argue that the great novels leave gaps, and you'd be right. The onus is on an acute reader to determine what stray meaning lurks in the shadows. But I struggle to find much in Clara not found elsewhere. At least, or so would be forgiven for thinking. A non-human narrator offers an outsider perspective on the essence of human experience. But before Clara can offer her wisdom, a conflict is already established between two strands of thought. Foremost is an essentialist understanding of human identity, as voiced by the character of Capaldi. Quote, Our generation still carry the old feelings. A part of us refuses to let go. That part that wants to keep believing there's something unreachable inside of us. Something that's unique and won't transfer. But there's nothing like that. We know that now. It's not faith you need. Only rationality. End quote. And to counter this is Josie's father's wanderings about the existence of something unknowable in the human experience. Something irreducible to components and blueprints. Quote. Do you believe in the human heart? I don't mean simply the organ, obviously. I'm speaking in the poetic sense. The human heart. Do you think there is such a thing? Something that makes each of us special and individual? End quote. Now there's nothing particularly wrong with this. But this conflict is habitual for the genre. Concealed in some form or another, in Aldous, in Dick, in almost every sci-fi film I've ever seen. Thumb through these vast depositories, pick away blindfolded. It's everywhere. Surely a writer of Ishiguro's experience knows this. But not to be deterred by unoriginality on this, it's search for truth. Ishiguro has one last swing. And wielding Clara's left-field humanoid perspective with menacing intent, he gives us another thesis. Clara, with, quote, the most sophisticated understanding of NEF in the store, remember, waxes with this perceptive number. Quote, there was something very special, but it wasn't inside Josie. It was inside those who loved her. End quote. If this seems unsophisticated, that's because it is. Clara is implanted with a child's curiosity, a child's understanding. It works when conveying awe at the sun or wonder while on a trip taken to a local waterfall, but it's not exactly incisive on the big topics. It may be poignant for some, but for me it belongs in the lowly gutter of sentimental cliché. Clara brings nothing new to an age-old debate on human nature. You might consider these harsh, even sacrilegious criticisms directed towards a writer of Ishiguro's status. Truthfully, there were parts of Clara I enjoyed, 
scattered chunks of plot, which filled a hole like warm porridge. But there was little nourishment, and these criticisms are hardly unjustified, because Ishiguro has set his own standard. He is the master of subtlety and restraint. But Clara is too subtle. It's simplistic. It's words on the page for the sake of it. And there's that question, relentless, hammering in my cranium like a two-day hangover. Can I give Ishiguro a free pass? <laughs>